Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers, geezers, geeks alike. It's this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast. I'm broadcasting from what I can only describe as Satan's asshole. It's really hot here in the UK. I'm kind of struggling with the heat because we don't believe in air conditioning here in the UK, along with the Easter Bunny. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> anyway, as always, we've got Keith, my fat man in Thailand, where it is always hot and he has air conditioning and he's fine. Uh, yeah, I am. It's a, it's a balmy 24 in this room at the moment. Um, it is 30 fucking four outside, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know how you're surviving. I was actually, I mean, I take the piss out of the weather uh, when you guys say it's hot, but it is actually fucking hot where you are today, and I don't know how you survive without aircon. So yeah, yeah, I, I actually have sympathy for you. So we, we had some rain, so that's much. Ah, ah, oh, great. No, I can hear you. Oh, no. no I can no, hear you. Camera. My camera has just died because I didn't charge the battery up properly. Oh no, Tony. Oh, oh no. So I'm, going to have to hide, I'm going to have to hide my face. Right. Bugger. Oh, <laughs> um, well, this is fine for me. Don't want you see me kind of floundering in the heat. So this week we'll be talking about Star No, Star Wars Ahsoka Episode 4, which I, 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 I watched. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit. <laughs> Apple TV's Isaac Asimov's Foundation, which Keith watched, which I don't, because I'm waiting for Slow Horses to come back on Apple TV, and then I'll re-up my subscription then. Um, and um, we'll finish off with uh, Star Trek The Final Frontier, because we've been we're doing that, and also we've got uh, a trailer for Monarch, uh, yeah. Godzilla, Monsterverse TV show for Apple, which looks quite entertaining. It does. It does. Yes. So, uh, so we're going to kick off with Ahsoka then. We're going to kick Ahsoka, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm um, like, you watched, you show, you show, you watched the episode. You know, it's all right. And I was like, God, sorry, I'll get back to the micro. God, it's like, how bad was it? It was if really that one's bad. Deemed okay. I mean, I'm it was deemed. Like, it. I, I suppose right, I deemed it as gone. That's the episode after I gave it a Star Trek and you have that big climactic two-parter in the middle. Mm. And then you have that slow one just after. Mm-hmm. It was a slow one just after. Mm, yeah. It's better than the first three episodes by, by a long way. No, no, no. I'm comparing it to regular TV, Keith. Oh. It should be at standard. <laughs> oh, now you're struggling. You, you lost all ability to argue there. No, no, because... If you, if we take, if we put um, Andor to a side, because that wasn't made by the same people as all the other Star Wars shit that's been on, right? So if we put Andor to a side for a second, I think that was the best episode of of Star Wars from the team of Mandalorian in many ways. Um, because, but again, you have to have been a fan of the Clone Wars and a fan of Rebels. They've really... With this TV series, I mean, Floney's going, but you have to have seen um, uh, Clone Wars. And more importantly, you have to have seen the two episodes where they basically, they meet the Force, in effect. They they mm-hmm. they meet the Force, and Anakin turns to the dark side there, and it's pretty dark. And they end up killing the light side of the force 
who then turns into this owl, and that's the owl that follows Ahsoka during Rebels, and you know, sort of lets her into the world beyond worlds. Um, and there were hints of that throughout this episode. So, as a Rebels and Clone Wars fan, there was a lot there, and it was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. But if you've never seen that, you're going to think, okay, it's mediocre. Um, it, it wasn't good in, in in a lot of ways. It wasn't perfect. There was a lot of dialogue that was a bit shit. The one thing I did like was the fact that Ahsoka didn't kick ass and that, you know, the power of Ray Stevens, he's not a small man, um, and the power of that man managed to, you know, well, not kill her, but overcome her. Um, and I like the fact that it wasn't surprise whammon. Um, and there's a lot going on there. Um, I don't think that's Anakin Skywalker, um, partly because he had Vader's saber. All right, um, that was Vader's saber. There's a lot of people going, No, it's not. It was only no. If you look at it, it's got the red knob on the end, and that and Vader's saber had a red knob on the end because I own them. Uh, so, hold, um, hold on, Keith knows about knobs, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, there's people going, Oh, you know, there, there's people that say, Oh, it's Vader's saber, and there's other people going, No, oh, it's not Vader's saber. If you look, no, no, it's Vader's saber. Um, and then they play the Vader music very subtly and then loudly. Um, I think that's the brother. If you ever watched the Clone Wars episode, I think that's the brother. Um, so um, I think that is, um, yeah, I think that's the the dark force, the dark side of the force, the brother, if you watch that Clone Wars um, episode. But I don't know. I I watched that and was pleasantly surprised. I liked the... I liked the lightsaber fighting. I knew that the dude in the suit was green witch magic. And again, there's all these people bitching about the magic. And it's again, no, if you've played like Jedi um, Survivor or you've fallen order, or you know, again, watch the Clone Wars or Rebels, you'll know exactly who she is or who she is, you know, where she comes from and where the magic comes from. But what the what they've done though is they've limited themselves in the fact that people are gonna the people who never watch Clone Wars, never watch Rebels, have no fucking idea what's going on right now. None. Um, but having said that, I still cannot... They, they've massively miscast Hera. Hera just does not work for me in the slightest. Sabine kind of does, but Hera doesn't. Not at all. Not at all. As somebody who hadn't got a fucking clue what was in the nicest possible way... Um, <laughs> What did um what did you make of it? There was only one bit I liked the entire thing. Fair enough. And that's when the robot's getting attacked and he fucks the spaceship, so the lights go a bit weird. And they go, Oh no, he's under he goes, Oh, he's fucked up the spaceship. She goes, No, you wouldn't fuck up the spaceship, he's under attack. Because that made sense. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I, I watched it, it felt very This is a set, this is a set, this is a set. Mm. So where you have Star Wars and Star Wars always felt kind of like a like a broad feeling whenever you were on a planet um even the sets so like when you had uh, dagobah in um empire strikes back and return of the jedi those sets felt expansive and massive these things feel very walled off and small mm. um so you got that no I, I described it in doctor who where it's like kind of um with jody whittaker's first season where you've got this universe and it's occupied by no one um <laughs> gave that kind of feeling uh off in that 
So the other thing too is you you were talking about the the guy in black. It could be Starkiller or Ezra or someone like that. That's what they were saying last last week, and then I thought, no, just just turns out to be black smoke. Well done, you did a lost on us. Fucking that TV show. No, I mean that was. If you remember what's her face in Jedi Fallen Order, she can control people, create create ghosts or possess people. Uh, what they call the Night Sisters or something. They come from the same world as Darth Maul comes from. Mm. Um, any, that was what any, it was. Anyway, th- people had built up, and even you got bought into mm. it too. That 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 was something something significant, something entertaining, something that was going to come and make some kind of difference, and it wasn't. And it was just like kind of hmm. Uh, that was a damp squib there. That's uh, that's not a good one. So you had that. Ray Stevenson was all right in it. He actually was the only actor actually did gravitate towards of any shape. Between that and the droids, I'm probably more into the droids than anything else. You could have just removed everyone else. I would have probably enjoyed it a bit more. Um, I, 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 I thought Ahsoka had more than just resting bitch face this week. Um, she emoted more this week. There was more of personality there but there wasn't much i mean i'm trying to like it it wasn't perfect and i absolutely get what you mean about those sets there's their assistance on using this fucking one room where they you know they it's all a screen at the back isn't it they they, they use it for the mandalorian mm. uh, it doesn't work and you're right it does it makes it feel claustrophobic you're, you're bang on the money there yeah i'm going 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 back to the episode itself, um, it's fucking lost my chain of thought. There, it's the the whole right. So the 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 space bollock that they're using to find Thrawn, who apparently mm-hmm. is in a different galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's space nut. Yeah, um, how 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 does how does that work exactly? Well, I mean, again, it's not at the end of Rebels. They, they they implied that they no, were going to a different just, galaxy, but I have no just, idea how it works. The space nut, because I'm mm. looking at that thinking, if that was... At oh, first yeah. I thought it was a, a Stargate. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, I thought they were building a big Stargate, like mm. one of the big space gates that they had with the Ori in bloody Stargate mm. SG-1. Mm. So I thought they were building one of, one of them, which is fine. It would have been funny if the Ori then came out. <laughs> that would have been a shock. <laughs> oh my God, a different franchise. Um, but it was the, the space nut thing that used to track on didn't make any fucking sense. I'm just like, kind of, is it was it like a magical thing where you could ask it to find someone and it would find set that person? What 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 what, what was up the space? Because that doesn't make any sense. And then Ray, because Ray Winston, um, Ray Stevenson destroyed it. Ray Winston would have been more entertaining actually. Mm. Um, he he destroyed it, which was which was fine. But it's like kind of. If it was like an ancient like um, Jedi artifact that you could pretty much ask it to find anyone anywhere, that would have made a bit more sense. So they want it because they can use it to find Ezra, and they want it because they can use it to find Thrawn. Yeah, yep. something along those lines. He opens up a new window, and it happens four screens behind him. So I, I just... Um, mm, I don't know. Uh. I, it's interesting. Again, I, I I get why you didn't enjoy it, and I and I and I, I don't disagree with you. 
I think it's because I, 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 I spent all that time watching all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels, and you got me into Rebels, and then I watched, went back and watched Clone Wars to understand some of the threads through Rebels. Um, and um, I, there, there, were, there were a few things in this episode that went, you know, I, I managed to geek out on it. Is, has it saved Star Wars? No, it has not. Not in the slightest. Um, the problem is, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels were always niche, you know, places for Star Wars that didn't really affect the larger timeline. They were always cool because you had, like, original characters turning up and there was all this information. But, you know, it never it, it, it enhanced um sort of like episode three because obviously it, ca it, it continued between and, and you know and it gives you an idea of how the rebel alliance started if you watch rebel rebels but it never directly affected the the main the skywalker saga um and again you know there's a lot of people that you know when disney should really be making star wars for everyone their their tentpole series the one that they supposedly banking on to save star wars is really only for people that ever watched clone wars and that's nowhere near enough subscribers i mean and no wonder it's not getting watched um and i agree yeah i hope yeah but disney have never gone done good de-aging i mean it's still better than luke skywalker um in in the mandalorian but you're right um sorry biffa made a comment about hayden christian looking weird but it was cool to see Hayden Christian, and I liked the Hello Snips. But again, no one's going to get that. No one's going to get why Anakin's there unless you fucking watch Clone Wars. Mm. So, um, because, you know, or, or you paid attention in Rebels to understand that Ahsoka was um, um, Anakin's um, Padawan until she walked away because the Jedi fucked her over. And again, there's all that, that, that unless you watch Clone Wars, you don't even understand why she is the way she is. It's it's it, it's nuts that this is the tentpole series because a lot of people won't won't get it. You have to have watched all this shit to understand fully what's going on and yeah, to have enjoyed you, that episode. But what you can do uh, is you can how can I put it? Retell the story so it fucking mm. matches. Mm. So so the first things first is this isn't. This isn't an Ahsoka story. This is the Heir to the Empire storyline from the 90s, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so you've you've inserted Ahsoka in there. Now, I bet you the Heir to the Empire story had some characters that were completely new, and they were, how can I put it politely, they were backed up and fleshed out so you knew who they were and how they'd behave because that's how you have to tell the story, yeah? Mm. So, naturally, you don't use them. You don't flesh the characters out. You don't you, there's a list of things that you're not doing and it's like oh we use ahsoka because a few people know who ahsoka is ahsoka's not han solo ahsoka's not luke skywalker or darth vader or princess leia or even a chewbacca show would have made more sense if it had been chewbacca yeah instead of ahsoka that would have made more sense you'd have got the millennium falcon too that would have been so much more interesting just chewbacca with Sabine trying to take it out and throw that would have worked. I, I think if you're going to make a, uh, a, a, you know, a series where you don't have to have watched all the Clone Wars, I totally agree with you. Um, I, I like the character of Ahsoka. I'm not, I'm not sure I like Ro Rosario Dawson as 
as her, but I liked the character of Ahsoka. It was an interesting character. It was something that hadn't been done in Star Wars before. Um, and it wasn't the surprise whamming. You know, it wasn't because she was a woman. It was genuinely, she was an interesting, fleshed out, and she is a genuine, uh, a genuinely interesting and fleshed out character. But you're meant to be making a tentpole series that is meant to save Star Wars or having fucked up all over it. And all you've done is launch a series that, that's just got all this baggage. And you're right, they haven't given us any real information here. Um, and people don't get it. People don't get the significance of that scene in, in Boba Fett, which, why was it in Boba Fett? Um, you know, where, where, where she meets Luke. And... As a Star Wars fan who's watched all this shit, I love it. But I also completely get all the criticism of it because there's most people that haven't fucking seen it. So, um, and yeah, I think, Biffa, you're right. I think a Luke show would have been better. Well, I mean, the Luke show would have won everyone over. Um, but doing something different in the Star Wars world would have been better. You know, had you not fucked up all of bloody star wars before maybe bloody if you look if you'd started with andor maybe there will be a lot more good feeling towards it i know that andor wasn't everybody's cup of tea but andor was actually the best fucking thing they've done because it was at least well written um yeah no no andor andor was as i said if you asked the bbc to make you star wars that's what they would have made you yeah and it was filmed on location so again you're right about and I couldn't put my finger on it, but you're right. You you you've articulated it well. You, the the sets it feels claustrophobic. It feels insular, and you're absolutely right about that. They keep doing that. Although you know the first episode where you see Lothal in real life, that did actually look quite cool, and it was good again to see that having watched it in Rebels and the 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 loath cat and everything else. You know, in live action again was kind of cool to see. But the first three episodes haven't been really that good. Um, at least there were some good light fiber side. I like Ray Stevens in this, but I, I get it. I get, I can't, I don't disagree with anything you're saying because I get your perspective entirely. <laughs> um, yeah, and again, I, I just, just, I don't understand why they're doing it, but go on. Sorry, no, it's fine. It's just the, the whole, hmm. um, the whole uh, point of, of putting through a character that Dave Filoni likes rather than a character that audiences will resonate with, if that makes any sense. Hmm. So he picked okay. a character that he wanted, not a character that people would get behind. So if if it would have been Luke Skywalker, it would have made more. It would have made more sense if it, as I said, if it had been fucking Chewbacca, and we wouldn't understand a word that he said, we would have gravitated more to Chewbacca. Yeah, just think about that. Her show, you've literally just got one character to stand next to because you 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 get you could have Sabine in it, but Sabine would act as translator for Chewbacca. He's like, and he'd be like, oh my god, they're gonna find Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's hiding out in another galaxy. How do you know this? Yeah, <laughs> that's. And we could have done like Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. That would have been more entertaining. But I, I don't, I don't get. I, it's right. You like Ahsoka? She's not as popular as everyone. You, you, you think? Yeah, I, 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 she really isn't. I, Darth Maul would have worked better. I, I like yeah. Ahsoka because I've like I found her her story interesting, and I think if you've watched all the Clone Wars and watched all of Rebels, you might like the character, right? Because oh, she is an interesting character. Um, and and she was 
it, she's it, the trouble is if you've never watched any of this, you think she's going to be like you know Captain Marvel that she hasn't earned this, that she was immediately awesome, and she really wasn't. And you see her fail. She has had a journey. She has had a character journey. Um, she left the Jedi Order because the Jedi Order did. You know, she was framed for doing something, um, and the Jedi Order turned their backs on her right completely. And then when they realized that it wasn't, Anakin never did. In fairness, Anakin never did. Anakin always believed that she was innocent. And in the end, Anakin proves it. But that is also the beginning of Anakin's turn. And again, that it, you know, it's something very subtle, but it 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 leads into episode three. Um, and you can, you know, you understand it actually made me appreciate episode three in a different light, having seen that. And you know, she turns her back on the Jedi after they. She says, "You know what? No, I'm not coming back. Fuck you." And she walks away from it. And that's a pretty big moment. And then, you know, for her to come back into Rebels and to f- face down Vader in that Rebels episode is, is the there's a hell of a lot of like emotion there. But unless you've fucking seen it, you don't get it. Um. So, and you're right. She's not a popular character because she's Floney's character, and Floney's never been able to play in the big Star Wars sandboxes. He's always played in the lower end, the cartoons, the 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 the, the bits that are not that important because a lot of people turn around and say, oh, it's just a cartoon. That's why a lot of people haven't watched Star Trek Prodigy. And it's probably the, uh, you know, other than Picard season three, it's the best fucking Star Trek that they've done. <laughs> so, um, but anyway. Um, okay, so. It's, go on. Uh, I, um, all right, so the other thing too is people not dying in recent Star Wars. Yeah, I know. No one dies in Star Wars, especially with lightsaber injuries, which would just cook you from the fucking inside out if you got stabbed through the chest. I, 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 yeah, I've just got. Uh, yeah, good point. I I have one one minor thing to remind people of um, about you know the stabbing in the chest. Darth Maul got his legs chopped off. Got pushed down uh, the fucking infinity right, pit and still managed to come um, back. <laughs> right, no, again, that was that was that was Dave Filoni. Filoni, so yes, exactly. That, he fucked that too. And the problem with that is, and and this is quite an important thing, is is that the top half they've managed to fix the top half of him. I'm worried if there's if there's the bottom half of him with like a droid attached to the top. So, <laughs> so Darth Maul's arsehole's wandering around. Oh, no, on no, that no. note um right um oh foundation a foundation foundation really yes. and i do mean genuinely really bloody good this week um it, it had everything it had space battles which were awesome um it had uh dramatic moments it had some massive revelations um and it was genuinely a really, really fucking good episode of TV, um, and it's and it's been left on a big cliffhanger, a big cliffhanger that the book doesn't cover. I personally don't think it's real, or at least the last ten minutes of it, I don't think are real. Although I haven't kind of worked out how they're not real. Um, they played a fucking blinder. Um, although they ruined it in the trailer um, this week, uh, and I spotted it, unfortunately, so I knew it was going to happen. Had they not put it in the trailer, you idiots, uh, it would have been a blinder because they killed off 
let's just say they killed off a version of Harry Seldon in episode four, right at the end, and he had just been given a body again, a human body supposedly, although I've got a feeling it isn't. Um, and then they killed him off, like two, like in a, like two episodes later, they killed him off. Except they didn't. And he comes back right at the last minute and literally does a fucking Negan from The Walking Dead and bludgeons this bitch. And she was a bitch. I mean, he bludgeons her. And, he <laughs> and, then, and then he does a kind of Batman quickly, falls down and goes, never did like her. <laughs> and then he cuts and you can see the bludgeoned head all over the floor and the two girls just going... <laughs> I was like... Yeah, actually, I like that. I bet. I wonder how many takes that actually took because I would have been pissing myself laughing. Um, but then they, I mean, to, okay, I'll give you the spoiler. I'll give you spoilers, people. If you have not seen this, the, the, the spoilers, right? At the end, Empire shoots down that this 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 fucking um, ship that they've they've got, which, if I'm right, its core is a neutron star or or some kind of fucking singularity. Because basically, by dropping that onto a planet, it tears the planet apart, and they literally tear Terminus apart. I mean, it's it's in pieces. They they have taken out the foundation, literally destroyed it, everything. Um, so I don't think that's real because Terminus does not get destroyed at this point, um, and it, and it doesn't get destroyed like that. Um, so I don't think that last 10 minutes is real, but it, um, but it was genuinely a brilliant episode. Um, I liked how it brought, I, um, as a most robots into it. So, you know, foundation and robots were never connected. Um, but they brought robots in, in, into this and they've done it in a really clever way. And they, we basically got Demoiselle's backstory in this. And again, it was very well done. And you find out that the Cleons are not empire. It's her. Uh, and it's believable in the way they did it. Um, and they've been dropping hints, but then you get the whole backstory at the beginning of this episode. So not so you had that, that. you had Cleon being fucking evil, and then you it, genuinely it was it, it was I, really I, I good. You said the, I thought you said the Klingons then for a moment, not the Klingons. The Klingons. <laughs> the Klingons. Where the, the Klingons come from? Well, the Klingons are the the you know Lee Pace's character and 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 the various other 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 ones. Um, but again, you just find out that they've been puppets and they've been played, and you see how it's happened, and it's always been there in front of you, but you've never really seen it from that perspective, and you get it, and you're just like, whoa, and yeah, so God knows what they're going to do this, the, 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 you know, in the final episode this week, but it had everything, and it was genuinely probably one of the best hours of TV I've seen. In a long while, it was generally balls to the wall, great all the way through. Um, and uh, I mean, I said I enjoyed the first few episodes of season two. Then it kind of it, it did exactly what season one did. It kind of went a bit sort of quiet in those middle episodes and it started ramping up. But boy, fucking hell, did it ramp up in this episode? So yeah, it, it, it's it's it was good. I I, I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, I think Lee Pace is really good in this. He's really evil, and, it, and and you know when when the planet literally gets torn apart and it's just fucking pieces of planet floating everywhere. He has this like real sort of you know hammy sort of evil grin on his face, but it's done in such a way 
it, again, generally, you, it makes you hate him, but not in a boring way. Um, and you know he's about to get his comeuppance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Watch it. If you're not watching it, I think you might enjoy it. Definitely this episode was good. Really good. So there you go. Yeah. Um, just before we go um, into Monarch, I, I mentioned to you I watched uh, tried to watch Lower Decks. <laughs> and I, I do emphasise try. <laughs> I, I, I watched Blue Beetle, so... Yeah, go on. You tell me first, because... I mean, the, you know, the fandom menace a lot have all been really negative and really laid into this, and I... I, I begin to not trust everything they say now because I think they have to make negative videos or they don't get the views. Um, and I do have a feeling... Um, it's... Go on. <clears throat> it, right, so I watched it. The first third of the film lagged like fucking crazy. Mm. It really did. Lagged something chronic it was it was a point where it was like kind of dude this is going to get better or i'm going to fuck off at the cinema <laughs> um and then it does and then it does it does get better after that there are things that it does it does the family kind of thing quite well um they needed to play onto the fact these uh, uncle because they, they always keep talking about the uncle thing um uh what do you call it the uncle says the thing about batman but you need to lay into the fact that our uncle is a bit of an arsehole and he's perceived as a bit of an arsehole um, so you got that there. It, it was, it was, it's one of those things. If you watch it on Netflix and you've got nothing else to do and you kind of zip to the bit where he starts getting his powers and stuff, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's not, it's not, it's not dreadful crap. It's not, um, oh my God. I'm trying to think of, uh, terrible film. It's not Thor bad. It's not, um, Stephen Strange bad. It is functional i think is my review is it's uh it's a four out of ten and it's described as functional there were some bits that they did that i liked in there because there was some like kind of there's a bit where they've gone to the original blue beetle kent cord's house and um they him and his uncle were having a, a heart to heart on the roof and he just turns around and goes, I love you, uncle, like that. And he goes, I love you back. And it's like little things like that when you, you have family and people you care about. You tell them you love them, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of miss that out in other films. They they were doing those bits right. Um, and if you want something funny, Steve, I've seen Barbie. <laughs> I've seen Barbie. I had a friend who was leaving at work and uh, decided to take her to watch Barbie because she was going on about it. And uh, her review of Barbie was uh, really interesting. Because her review, Barbie, goes as follows. What was that? <laughs> oh, dear. So, yes, my um, little friend Lisa. She was like, kind of, yes, we're going to watch Barbie. You need to wear pink, blah, 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 this, that, the other. And it's like, she watched it and she was like, I have no fucking idea what happened. Uh, well, um, I will watch it then. I, I can watch Blue Beetle, so I might watch that. Um, I Yeah. Indiana Jones hasn't launched here yet, but obviously it's now available for um, download. Um, I, I can't bring myself to watch it. I just, I can't. I can't stand Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think it'll be the one Indiana Jones movie I never actually watch. Um, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Lower Decks, right? This week. 
Uh, somebody said, oh, it's the Voyager episode. I thought, right. People keep banging on about the Deep Space Nine episodes. Oh, it's really nostalgic, blah, blah, blah. You should watch it. I was like, okay, I'll give it another go. I, I got through 10 minutes of it and I had to switch it off. I just got... It It, it was it, it was so stupid. And all it is, all it is doing is it's, it's playing member berries. You get the Voyager, right? And it's Voyager a couple of years after it's got back and it's been decommissioned and it's going to be stuck in a museum, right? Because it's like this hugely historic ship. So for some reason, and I still don't quite get the justification of discontinuing the ship, right um you know only even though it's only like eight year old ship they, they they've decommissioned it right and i, and, I, I never got that in star yeah. trek i really didn't it's like the original mm. enterprise lasted at least 20 30 years i think it was like 30 years before yes. it got decommissioned and yeah. it got decommissioned when um kirk decided to hang on i put it blow it up to kill some klingons off it would have kept going otherwise so so you, you, you first you got that, and then the two characters, one of them is called Boma or Bormer, or I, yeah, I couldn't even. And he goes on there, and then it's just it's memberberry after memberberry after memberberry, and then then they 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 randomly find one of those macro virus viruses, right? From from that macro virus uh, episode, you know, somehow still alive after five years. In, in in one of the side panels, like like the Voyager crew never would have found that. Like it didn't have internal sensors that could literally fucking track microbes, right? They wouldn't have found something the size of a fucking um beach ball in, in in you know wedged in the side of the thing. So you got that, right? And then it breaks into the holodeck, and then you get all these other characters, and somehow you get the black and white character dude. That you and I, you know, argue over as to whether it was a good episode of Voyager or not. Um, he turns up, and then somehow there's millions of him running around. Then you've got like the the, the Ming the Merciless knockoff um, um, hollow character, and you've got all these characters from Voyager. You even had the Irish character, the Janeway knobbed in in in, in the holodeck, right? Turn up, and it, it was just ridiculous. And then I was just like, "What is this? What what?" What what is its purpose other than to make a mockery of something that I quite enjoyed? Um, so yeah, I after ten minutes I went I can't watch this. It's shit. Um, I'm switching it off. <laughs> I I don't get how people like this. I don't get how serious Star Trek fans are going. Oh, it's amazing because they had Deep Space Nine. You're just you're just buying into memory berries, which makes me question your fucking intelligence. Um, I just don't get how people like this. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't how, understand how anyone... You know, I always thought the Star Trek people had brains, right? Star Trek... People like Star Trek were, you know, have a level of intelligence, right? If you have that level of intelligence, this must numb your fucking brain. Okay. Maybe I'm an old Trekkie and a stuck in the mud, but seriously, I don't get it. Um, anyway, um, should we do the monarch trailer? I'm getting getting shit for watching Barbie. (laughs) Getting shit for watching Barbie. I'm I'm, I'm not happy with that. Getting shit for watching. I never gave you any shit. Should have done, but I didn't. (laughs) Um, can I, Chris? Hang on. Ah, yeah, it's a good idea. He's like, what's it? Oh no! <laughs> Go on, sorry. 
<laughs> been waiting to do that all week. <laughs> That's the whole reason you asked me to watch this trailer, isn't it? Just so you could do your Godzilla impression. <laughs> oh, no! You're borderline. You're, you're, you're very politically incorrect. Dude, Godzilla. dude, oh dude, there's a person in this village, right, that's got a beagle, and they've called their beagle Godzilla every fucking time. I see it. Oh, no, he's a Godzilla. <laughs> and, and my wife already told me the other week that, that the only things I'm taking the mick out of him, I'm like, I'm not, it's a sad <laughs> I can't help myself. You call your dog Tansy. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still getting shit for Barbie. No, no, no. Anyway, dude, if we can't call you, dude, it's Barbie. Yeah, I've got, look, all right, they're giving you shit, right? But at the end of the day, there is not one man that would say no to her. What, Margot Robbie? Yeah, there is not one man that would say no to her. Hmm? Any of you? Hmm? Oh, quiet room. <laughs> <laughs> That's my. That would be my excuse. But if you're saying no man would say no to it, I would probably say no to it and record it so I, I could mean, be the one man and be famous for that. Let's face it. I didn't watch Wolf of Wall Street for the story. I didn't watch it for the story. I'm oh, not no, gonna no, lie. No, 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 no. Wolf of Wall Street was brilliant. The best bit. Is yes, it was brilliant. Shit ton- the best bit is where he took a shitload of drugs and said he managed to drive home and everything was fine. And then looks at his um, Lamborghini and it's tr- totaled. And then it cuts to what actually happened. And he just trashed fucking everything. It's brilliant. That, that Gaff is having to say this because his wife is watching. My wife never watches it. So the best scene is when she opens the fucking door. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. I, 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 I appreciate a good looking woman. I that. but, um... That's the best scene. <laughs> Oh, Moving by the back. way, oh no, we'll talk about it in Star Trek Five because something oh, no, no. suddenly remembers something because we're talking about Tossie. Uh, um, sorry. Just, I think uh, I'm, I'm not sure if he's, he's winding us up or he's being serious because of its text. And you can't read the tone into text. Okay, Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. If that's what floats your boat, I'm happy for you. Um, <laughs> it's just the, it's the, it's the, what do you call it? It's the the, the porn uh, industry rules never, and it's the same as t- uh, TV. Never get involved with children and animals. Um, right, come on. Anyway, let's, let's, do let's this. watch this. This is trailer. Let's do the trailer before we go into. I don't know if this will get to you. I hope so. I can't go back in time and fix all the mistakes I made. But maybe I could leave something for the future. A legacy. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. Hopes, dreams, ambitions. The mission was to protect their world and ours. what we wanted Monarch to be. Instead of chasing monsters. If you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Alright, 
So let's 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 go through this. There's one. I like Kurt Russell. Me too. I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. I'd love Me to too. meet Kurt Russell. Um, so it looks like just going through this, it's kind of related back to the um, Kong Skull Island. You, you, you know, you know the first the first movie in was was the Godzilla movie, the remake with Brian Cranston in it, right? Mm-hmm. Up until Brian Cranston's kind of dies, right? It was actually a really good movie. It's actually when Godzilla turns up that it kind of got boring, which I shouldn't say, but it was that first one. Um, Skull Island was a much better movie, and then you know, Godzilla versus Kong was fucking fantastic. But I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. But it was. It was a good, good enough uh, it movie. Was, it was. It was the the the, ep, uh, the epitome of dumb fucking movies. Hmm. But I liked the first few minutes. You know, the, when Brian Cranston was alive, I really enjoyed that. This TV series kind of feels like that, and if it stays like that, I think I might enjoy this. I've kind of got the impression that Kurt Russell wants to kill Godzilla. Maybe. But a lot of people do. And then they realise that Godzilla is actually kind of a, the good guy. So, I, I don't I know. Feel, I've, just, I've just got a feeling that he kind of... And, and the other monsters too. Hmm. So. But we've got another... Um, we've got another Kong and Godzilla movie coming, haven't we? There's another one coming hmm. as well. So... I think this is what leads into that movie from what I, I've been told. But look, I, I'm kind of up for it. It looks good. We have it a looks Nigel good. in the comments. We have a Nigel. We have a Nigel. We have a Nigel in the comments. Hello, <laughs> so, Nigel. With that. So, um, yes. So I, just, I was just, just going to try and go through some of the trailer before you go jumped in go there. Like, I'll just do the trailer. I'm like, okay, I'll go through the trailer. So we've got Kurt Russell. Doing stuff for, for Monarch. There's clearly he's got his son playing young Kurt Russell. It's a good mm-hmm. choice. And it looks like they've did, that Monarch have, were exploring the Hollow Earth thing. Mm-hmm. And then you got Godzilla there in the background. And I've kind of fucking lost my bloody chain of thought. Hot um, Chinese girl. So, What's I that? think who, that's. Who was the flying one? Is that um, Mothra? Uh, it doesn't look like Mothra. Okay. It doesn't look like Mothra. Um, I need to find where is the bit that I was looking for. So it looks like the the. Uh, I get the impression. Oh, I got it. Uh, where are you? Get the impression that the world's a bit fucked. Well, that was that was after the first Godzilla movie because the Godzilla. Um... The first one, the first monarch Godzilla movie, shall we say, um, was where where uh, he he wipes out San Francisco and he walks through the the bridge. So yeah, and they were doing the Hollow Earth because that was the second movie. There's been two, three Godzilla movies, hasn't there, in the in this monarch world? Because you had the one with um, Eleven from um, what should we call it? And she, that's the, she that was of... monkey, monkey versus lizard. That was no. She was in one previous to that, wasn't she? Oh yeah, she and was then in she previous. Comes... Yeah, there's been yeah. two Godzilla movies. Then you've had Godzilla. King of Monsters, that was the one she was. Yeah, in. and because um, yeah. that was the one with Mon Mothra. Uh, Mon Mothra. Uh, Mon Mothra. Um... Yeah, from Star Wars. <laughs> you know, Star Wars coming. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, probably your moment. Um, and um, then you had, uh, you know, Kong versus. 
Godzilla or Godzilla, Kong, Godzilla versus King Kong or whatever it was called. Um, and that, and then yeah, Eleven's in that one as well, isn't she? Um, I'm, uh, I, I think this looks good, as I said. But yeah, that's after that looks like it's after Godzilla walks into um, um, San Francisco and t- you know fucks it all up. That was a, that was the end of the Brian Cranston movie. Yeah, but it's just like kind of you got these little bits here pointing that that the monsters might be a bit more of a a menace than they really are. Mm. There's the bit with the boat. There's a bit with the boat. There's a boat bit. Back. Yeah, bit. Bit was. I think it was after that. There. There. There is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like Skull Island. So. Uh, it could be interesting. Could be interesting. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll give it a watch because if, if they need to put King Kong in it as well, need to. You can't not now. Sorry, you, you have to have both of them in there, mate. Um, mate, but, mate. Even Nigel's starting on it now. I know. I could, <laughs> at the ago, but someone wasn't paying attention. Give me shit for seeing a Barbie movie. I'm gonna fucking text my mate and turn around and go. <laughs> I watched that Barbie movie. I've got so much shit from my friends this Sunday. Anyway, I happen to know that Nigel appreciates, you know, uh, a leggy blonde. Um, and given half the chance, he'd go and watch that film. So if he gives you shit, we know, we know, we know, we know. Um, <laughs> I'd, just like point, I'd just like to point out that, that the whole movie would have been resolved really easily if Ken would have been allowed to stay at Barbie's house. That's it. Everything <laughs> would have been fine. Are you basically um, saying if Ken had got his end away, everything would have been oh, fine? Is that yeah, essentially and, and what you're saying? Part, and, and and the other part of it too is when they introduced the patriarchy to, babe, uh, to Barbie world, all the Barbies were happy. Everyone was happy. It looked like so much fun. Just saying. Um, right. Um, let's 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 um let's talk about Star Trek Five. And Gareth, I I I I forgot something, but I need to make a mental note of this right now. When we do our top totty, right, Romulan Ambassador has got to go on that fucking list. I've forgotten about her. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, all right. Just a quick gonna... one before we start. I told you last week about the weird pool table, which was full of yes. water. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain that to me? Because I can't fucking explain it to myself. <laughs> um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Margot Robbie, mate. Margot Robbie. It's enough said. Um, I don't get the game either, but I remember seeing it um, in in there. I don't I don't understand it. Um, but I, you know, last week I said, "Oh, do I have to watch this film?" And it's been a long while since I've watched it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I I struggled. I really struggled with it. I'll be honest with you. It just felt it, it felt jarring in places. When they got all oh, right, so up until the bit where they get all get on the ship, I, 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 my, it could, I had trouble, like, I had trouble holding my attention. As soon as they all got on the ship, everything kind of settled down, and my attention was like, all right, but yeah, it's, um, it is a little, a little mad. There's some good bits in it. I, I won't sit there and say there's some good bits in it. The, the bit where they like confronting people's pain, and you get to see, um, McCoy's father. And he goes through that bit there. That's a that that as a character moment, a pretty good character moment. In it. Still laugh at 
Scotty banging his head. Yeah. But I, I, was, I, I, I watched that as a child and I found that funny. And now I'm an adult, I, I, I still enjoy it and find it funny. Too. I love the bit in, I like the opening bits in, you know, in Yellowstone Park with Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. And come on, row, row your boat. Um, I, I love, I love that. I, I thought that was a really important character moments, and I like taking a cup. I'm pressing the comment. I'm not cooking. My hand's here. And your other hand here. <laughs> Mouse anyway, here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, mm. I, I actually enjoyed it up until really they did get on the ship, uh, and then it started to get, I suppose, a bit. It could be perceived as a bit silly. I mean, they they, they make the cardinal sin of making. I mean, the Enterprise has got to be a fucking TARDIS because it's definitely bigger on the inside, um, especially the it's bit a, with the, a, the hover boots in the in the in yeah. the turbo corridor. Um, it ain't that high. It's just not that big. It hasn't got that many fucking decks. Um, so that was a bit silly. That that bit always annoys me. But you know, Jerry Goldsmith came back to compose for this film and. The music and score are really good in this film, um, mm. and there are some brilliant character moments. You know, her as flirting with Scotty, and you know the the, the moments. I, it, it held my attention all the way through, actually, which was surprising. Um, Sorry, it's just like point out my wife's not giving me shit. <laughs> somebody's called her. Somebody's called her. <laughs> um, anyway. I I um I I I I enjoyed it. I I I actually thought, you know, I, I take the piss out of this film, but actually, it wasn't as bad as I remember it being. Um, I, and... no, it, right. So it wasn't terrible, but in comparison to the others, if you look at it at two and three, even four to an extent, that that there, there was the scripts and bits felt a bit more solid if that made any sense oh yeah were a, a bit well thought through and and everything was kind of plotted out and, and, and whatnot so uh, and then there's the whole cyborg character yeah yeah <sighs> yeah cyborg character here's the thing well right? if it had been if it had been spock's cousin it would have made more sense you know he, the, the god of shakari what does shakari kind of sound a little bit about Right. It's, it's go on, tell me. Right. Originally, original. No, no. Originally, Cybot was going to be played by someone else, um, and it it was all going to happen. And then uh, that person ended up having to do another film. Originally, Cybot was going to be Sean Connery, and that's why they say they called it Shakari because it kind of sounds a bit like Sean Connery. No. Um, and it was going to be Sean Connery. Now, had it been Sean Connery. That would have been better. <laughs> that would have been better. Although the guy that plays him did a very good job. Um, I, I get it. I get. I get why some people don't like this. I haven't seen it in fucking years, but I, I kind of enjoyed it, and I kind of enjoyed it more than Star Trek Four. Um, and I don't know why, but I kind of did. Star Trek Four's not that good. Yeah, Star Trek well, was the least Star Trekky of all the films. I this think, is still I, this one's still Star Trekky. I think you're yeah. right, and that's the thing because when I watched it again, I was like, "Yeah, this is kind of, in fact, in many ways, this is more Star Trekky than Star Trek three and four." Um, although 
you know, don't get me wrong, Star Trek 3 is a good film and Star Trek 5 has problems like the Klingons. It, it didn't really need to be in this film. Um, and there are other things in this that, you know, make a problem, but there there were there were genuinely good moments. I and I like oh, the hang ending. on a second. No, 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 no. Hang on. Hold on, hold on. You're talking about the Romulan ambassador. Yeah. The the the, the Klingon second in command. She's got a pair of boobs that could feed their crew. Yeah, yeah, but she is kind of you know, yes mistress, no mistress, three bags for all mistress. Dude, Make me I, wear a gimp I'll try mask. Anything once. <laughs> I'll try anything once. You know me. If you're into gimp masks, then maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, she's on the list. All right, aware, but she's on the list. All right, I'll give you that. Honorable mention. Um, I'll, I'll give you it. I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you have it. Um, because I'm, you know, I'm I'm petitioning the Romulan ambassador in this one. Way better looking the Romulan ambassador. In an undiscovered country, he's a bald man. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I thought, no, that wasn't David Werner. That he played, um, anyway. It, look, I, I understand why some people say it's the weakest of them. I actually think I enjoyed it. I don't know why. Maybe I was in a good mood. Um, I was building Lego whilst I was doing that, and that always puts me in a good mood. Um, and um but I, I, I've forgotten it did feel really Star Trek and you're absolutely right about Star Trek four. Having watched Star Trek five now and I've seen six for next week, you're absolutely right. And and again, in this one, you know, his discussion the bit when when they're all around the campfire and, and McCoy is like having a right go at him for for you know free climbing um El Capitan. Um, it's, uh, you know, and Kirk says, I, even when I was falling, I knew I wasn't going to die. Uh, and it's quite a profound scene and the music is really good. And even though the Kirk, you know, doesn't die alone, which is really annoying and fuck you for generations, which I'm really not looking forward to. Um, because that still bothers me. It still bothers me having, you know, I actually, there's, there's some really good things in this film. Um, is it the best of them? No. But I actually enjoyed this more than Star Trek 4. And I didn't think I'd ever say that. And I did. This time round. Mm, so, okay. I like the ending. Um, I love the ending. Did, I think I think the bit that gets me most about it is the fact that I can see a really good story underneath mm. with poor execution. That bugs the crap out of me. Because there are bits, it shines through every so often where the execution works, yeah. But mm. it, it there's bits where it where it, where, it, where it doesn't work, and that's is, is, that's frustrating as all hell. Um, the idea of having some weird religious leader, the idea of having a, 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 an emotional Vulcan is interesting. Yes. To start with, a guy that just embraces his, his the, the emotionality and, and and whatnot of his. Thing rather than trying to wash it out with like logic and whatnot, that's an interesting concept. The idea that he he then would become a cult leader, also an interesting thing. Going to Galactic Core, considering how long it took Voyager to get home. Yeah, that's a bit stupid. Mm, it's stupid. Uh, Plus, that this, if, if anyone knows anything about Galactic Core, do you know what sits at the core at Galactic Core? A fucking great big black hole. It, a giant yeah, but... black hole. 
I mean, they and call it the Great the Barrier, really... don't they? But it is the centre yeah. of the galaxy, yeah. Yeah. But the bit I, bit I, I really, I quite enjoy is when they're having the conversation, and Kirk points out the fucking obvious. What does God need with the starship? No, no, it's the way he does it. it, I think. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, one question: What does God need with a starship? And it was in that typical Kirk way. But you know, since since I found out that Connery was meant to play him, I think it would have been much more. Look, the guy who played Cybot did a good job, but it would have Connery versus Kirk would have been something to behold. And I think it would have worked better with Connery as as that. Pro- I can really understand why when they wrote the story to this, and William Shatner had a lot to do with the story, as did um, um, uh, Roddenberry, because he wanted to do an anti-God story, which this is in many ways. Um, although Kirk didn't, and that's why that speech, William Shatner's speech at the end about God is at the end, which again is quite a good speech. Um, I think it would have worked better with Connery, but you're right. The moment, the, the Great Barrier, the centre of the galaxy, was a bit stupid. Um, I, I agree with you completely there. Um, but I just, I just, yeah, I think it would have worked better with Connery. But go on. As I said, I think it would have worked better if they kind of just tidied everything up. It, it, yeah. It's annoying because I said it, it felt like it had it had something there. Also had David Warner in it, and they wasted him. Unfortunately, they get yes. back for the next film and they don't waste him. True. Good. Actually, no, they do waste him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets true. wasted, properly wasted. Um, it's fun. It, it's. Uh, it, oh. Did you ever meet David Warner? On. Sorry, do you? Because you go to a lot of things. Did you ever meet? I've met no, him. No, ne- I never. I've never met David Warner in person. No. I met him. He he. I went to the London Comic Con, and he walked past me. I went like that, and he he seemed genuinely pleased that somebody recognised him. I was like, I know who you are. You've been in absolutely fucking everything. I said to him, I was like, you're in two Star Trek movies, five and six. You were Chancellor Gorham. He was like, come your autograph. And he's like, yeah. Do you want a picture? Fuck yeah. <laughs> no one knew. I posted on Facebook. So no one knew who this guy was. And I said, are you joking? This guy's a fucking legend. <laughs> He's in everything. Sorry, just reminded me of the story of him. Uh, really nice right, guy. The, the, the closest I got that is probably talking to Virginia Hay. Because she got oh, knocked yeah. at me because I took a picture of her eating. Um, <laughs> she said, don't you take a picture of me eating? I just wanted to get a picture. <laughs> She's quite nice about it, though. Um, we had a lovely couple of my wife was talking to her for ages. Um, and Sergeant McCoy was quite a nice one to meet. But no, I never met David. Never met David Warner. Um, Mike Tyson, nice in passing. Just, uh, all, all, my, all my Mike Tyson was, hey, Mike Tyson. As I pointed at him as he walked past. Um, I'd be scared if I fucked up. <laughs> the bodyguards are there to keep me safe, not him. Um, short. He's incredibly short. That's the thing about him. I didn't realize how short he was. Um, is that is that a way of write, writing nice rack without actually saying it, Biffa? <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking say it. <laughs> she's, uh, she's lovely person. She's I know, I know. I've heard person. it. I've heard it. Oh. I have to say, I mean, when I met David Warner, he was really nice as well. Um, genuinely, really, really nice. But I, 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 it was funny because my mate, all the guys that my mate who went there wanted to see, right? You know, they were all 
kind of assholes like Warwick Davis. I met the cat. What's his face? Um, as as the cat, and I I spoke spoke to him for about fifteen minutes. Got a picture with me and him. He was a lovely guy. Lovely guy. Really nice guy. Um, I told him I love him. I love him in Death in Paradise. <laughs> I could. I got. A, I was supposed to have a picture taken with the entire Red Dwarf crew, and I couldn't have it taken with him because uh, he was doing Death in Paradise. Really annoying. Oh yes, and we, oh yeah, and Steve, Steve Moffat. Yeah, yeah. My wife stopped him because he was walking like on the on the floor, and it's like that's Stephen Moffat. And my wife was like, and she stopped him. I can't remember what she said to him too, but she stopped him because he was with, with one of his kids. Is actually he was with the kid that was in the um, oh the thing that you didn't like where she he should have killed the teacher in the basement at the end, but copped out. What was that called? Are you talking? Not you're not talking about the thing with what's his face, the doctor in it. Yeah, yeah, it's Dave Tennant, well, the, the priest. Oh, that thing! Oh, oh, that was horrible. That was awful. Oh, sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought but you were yeah, talking no, about stop Tim. Gone. The thing that wasn't Stephen Moffat, but was Stephen Moffat. The thing with um, um, Peter Capaldi, which yeah, which I I did enjoy. Um, I um. Yeah, sorry, David Warner. Yeah, he was he was massively underused in Star Trek Five, but he was well used in Star Trek Six. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good thing about I, alien makeup. You just cake him in alien makeup, put him up in front of the camera again. But there yeah, Kirk's whole Kirk's whole speech. Played sorry. Um, so yes, in Star so Trek. Impatient. Actually, you're right because in Star Trek Six, I finally realised who the fucking president is. The 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 federal and I'd never realised it until I watched it today and I went oh, I Potter. know who that is <laughs> I know who exactly who is that because he was in Voyager in the Year of Hell <laughs> right yeah. he was, yeah, yeah and I'm saying yes never realised it until now never realised that um but um I like going back to Star Trek Five I like the bit where Kirk um questions him and again. This is where the tragedy, the, the tragic character that Cybok is. Because again, I, the thing about Star Trek is it, and the thing about modern Trek versus old Star Trek, and this is something that, um, oh, what's his face? Who's the, the guy that has all these insights? And he's on, knows people in the industry, and he's always on, um, oh, I've forgotten his name. Has his own channel. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Come on. The, the Star no, Trek guy. The Star Trek the guy Star that's on YouTube um, a lot. Um, um, I need a bit was... more than the Star Trek. There's lots of stuff. We're the Star Trek guys on YouTube at the moment. Yeah, we are. No. Um, the one that's on, point, you know, does stuff with some... Type. Robert, Robert Meyer Burnett. Robert Meyer Robert Burnett. Meyer, yeah, yeah. Robert Meyer Burnett makes this point that in the original Star Trek, you never really had baddies. You had protagonists, right? And he's absolutely right. And Cyborg was a good protagonist. Um, it would have been better as... A antagonist. A antagonist, antagonist, sorry. Um, he would have been a better antagonist had it been played by Conley. But his, his sacrifice at the end and the look of pain, you do feel that when, when he realises it's not God. It's not It's not God. It's, you know, some alien that just wants to, you know, rule the world kind of thing. Um and and the way he sacrifices himself is 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 it's, I've forgotten how sort of powerful that was. Um, again, don't as much as I know you you fancy the, the Klingon bird in that. Um, the Klingons just didn't need to be there. 
at all in that film. No, but... the Klingon, no, the Klingons needed to be there at the end to rescue Kirk. That's the only reason they were in there. They said it's the not even... it was. It, hang on a second. It wasn't like Deus Ex Machina, fucking Klingon bird of prey. One, they went. We like the Klingon bird of prey. We'd like to see the Klingon bird of prey game. Kind of associated with the Star Trek movies, considering it was in like the last one and the previous one. Kind of want to see it again. Oh, and it's in the next one too. Um, and it is literally, it, with the exception of the first and second film, Klingon bird of prey in all of them. Yep, it's true. So. But they did need something there, and they did also need to put up another threat, which kind of told them that if they were not paying attention, something would come behind them. Maybe the payoff wasn't as good, because the payoff was you needed someone at the end, considering that they set up the Enterprise to say, hey, the transporters are not working. Shuttle, one of the shuttlecrafts fucked. Um, the other shuttlecraft's now shagged to blah, blah, blah. Sorry, the other shuttlecraft's gone back. They needed some way of rescuing them. Yeah, And they mm. had a Klingon. Um, ambassador or commander or whatever there at the same time too and you had this aggressive person plus you know that the Klingons were always gunning for Kirk since Search for Spock yeah after Search for Spock they've been gunning for Kirk yeah and they kind of kept that thread going at the same time too so you look at it as a whole it makes a bit more sense individual film makes less sense if that makes anyone I, I get where no, you're coming. I know where you're coming from there but I understand I, I kind I, of see it as a, a, a running thread that they were they were doing, going through I get your point and actually when you put it like that yeah it's a good point it's a good point um but it wasn't actually the Klingons that saved him it was it was it was um uh, Spock in the Gunnersea <laughs> because the, the 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 ambassador is a bit of a washout Spock convinces him to you know, um, tell you know, you're you're a senior officer, fucking grow a pair, and um, um, and sort it out. And you know, you're fucking what's his face, and and he later comes back. Um, in uh, Deep Space Nine, because uh, he comes back. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's a character that does reoccur. Um, but uh, I like the, and you know, and then the film ends with them back in 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 Yosemite or Yellowstone, wherever it is they are, and um, Spot brings that kind of Vulcan-style harp, and then starts playing "Row, Row Your Boat," um, and I loved that. I loved that. I liked that. I I I I I, I actually ended up thinking. Not th when I first what thought I watched this, I thought I'm gonna not like you know I gotta watch it to talk about it, but I genuinely enjoyed watching it. So thank you for making me watch it because I enjoyed it and I've forgotten that. So yeah, like, we, we can we complain about the current state of TV and whatnot, but there's still lots of good stuff in the past. Yes, I, I've been it's enjoying like watching these films. I'm glad that we're doing this. I'm glad that we're doing this. So yes, because it's like um, I was having an argument. Well, not arguing with my friend. A little disagreement with my friend yesterday about Indiana Jones, and how the the raft in Temple of Doom, where they fall out the plane, is just as ridiculous as the fridge in Crystal Skull. We had but, that argument. Yeah, we, but we, yeah. But I said to him, I said, but the difference is, you actually see that raft being filmed, being thrown out of a plane. And then it falls to the earth, and then it cuts, and it lands on the, which I thought was the water, and this was a bit where I was wrong, lands on the snow, and then skids off the side of the cliff again then to fall further into the water. But there's something real there. Someone actually went, at, at the, you know, bothered to go out there and do something. Now, if Christopher Nolan would have directed that, we know. <laughs> that poor stunt person. 
Um, <laughs> but um, it, it's it was just the kind of the, the realistic thing. But yeah, there's still plenty of stuff, good stuff in the past that we've not watched. It's like kind of I've never watched all of Blake Seven. I've watched the first episode of Blake Seven. I think I should watch that because it's everyone talks about it. It's kind of was the basis for serialized science fiction from like the seventies, eighties. I, I, yeah, I, I, and and I think we need to carry on, carry on doing, doing, doing this at the moment. I, I, you know, the the Hollywood strikes are not going to get um, settled anytime soon. And to be quite honest with you, there, there's going to be a reckoning. Um, the the lawsuit that, that that's against Disney is going to become louder. Um, there is more and more stuff which, coming which, out now that keep, I think Tiger. Well, no, I think Iger's in the shit. Is it, right, hang on a second. There's the bribery lawsuit in, in Florida where they were buying uh, Disney Park tickets where they were supposed to be giving the firefighters stipends yeah. so they had the choice to do it because um, otherwise it makes their, their their figures look better than they are and they're not allowed to accept gifts over $25 um, in, in, according to Florida law. Uh, and there's some other bits there too. That was just the, the tip of the... It's to do with the inflating of figures and everything, but I mean, you know, I said last week, and you guys leaped at me that they've got to spin off the parks. I read an article this week that that, that people are now beginning to say that they've got to create a com a legacy company that the parks are moved under and move the studios to a different company because the studio is fucked. Um, mm. and uh, so is Iger by the sounds of it. But anyway, I don't want to finish on that. Um. But um, I, I'm in. I, you know, I'm really enjoying watching these movies again. I've forgotten how much I enjoyed them. Um, I hope. Undiscovered Country. Yes, well, I've watched that. Now I made a comment last week, and I realised that the one that I, version that I used to watch was the director's cut, which includes the scene with General West. Uh, where they talk about, you know, rescuing Kirk from a military point of view, and General Rest is played by um, René Abrajon, um, Odo himself. Mm -hmm. I will give you... I'll see if you spot it, because you might... If you don't watch the director's cut, he is... Even even though that scene is cut out, he's still in the movie. See if you spot him. See if you spot him. He's still in the movie. Okay. I, I uh, don't know if you will, okay. but you might. All right. I'll watch it. It'll be good. Um, All right. So uh, yes. Um, so, um, but it's worth if you if you watch the version with the out the deleted scene, you can you it is on YouTube that deleted scene. But I watched the I, I apparently owned the director's cut version on DVD. I never realised that. Um, anywho, yes, Star Trek Five enjoyed it more. Um, and you're right. I have to say, I hate to say this. Um, I'm not buying you another T-shirt, but you were right about Star Trek Four and Five. So, yeah, there you go. I'll it's, give you that. It's not, I'm not saying Star Trek Four's a bad film. No, I get, I get what you mean now. Having watched them all in a row, I get what you mean. I get what okay. you mean. Anyway, Hang on a yeah, next one. Thanks yes. very much for watching. I'll catch you next weekend. So goodbye, Keith. <laughs> goodbye. That's a terrible joke for the podcast, uh, for the people who listen to the podcast. <laughs>